got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expenses, the wind is expensive. I got expenses, the wind is expensive. I've been reading all the war. And I've been shutting out the stars. Yeah. Cause when it rain, then it pours. Yeah. And I'm ready for some more. Yeah. And I've been reading all the war. And I've been shutting out the stars. Welcome to another bonus episode of Put That Coffee Down, the Freight Sales Podcast for Closers. My name is Kevin Hill. Today we have an exciting show for you. We have Nick Dangles, co-founder of Kinetic, that will be joining us in just a few minutes to talk about what happens when your customers don't even know they have a problem. And we're going to use, as an example, we are going to use... The one screen solution that everyone talks about as as the basis for this conversation is going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. If you haven't subscribed to Put That Coffee Down on Apple Podcasts or Freightcasts or Spotify, Amazon Music, do that now. You'll get all of our live shows that, that we do every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on, on LinkedIn, Facebook, Freightwaves TV plus these once-a-week bonus episodes that I have started doing. So, again, subscribe if you haven't, and give us a rating, too. That would be great uh, as well. But I want to welcome in Nick right now and talk about what we will term kind of the one-screen solution problem and also solution. How are you doing today, Nick? Hey, Kevin. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me out, man. I appreciate it. You bet. Anytime. So, Nick, tell our audience a little bit about your background and Kinetic. You're a co-founder of Kinetic, which is a relatively new company out in the freight uh, tech and, and really the, the freight landscape. So uh, fill us in on those details. Yeah. So my my background is varied. I In a former life, I was an attorney. Clearly not anymore. And that's a story probably best told over a couple of beers sometime. <laughs> but I've been in I've been in transportation for the past ten years, um, all in brokerage. Had a great time doing it, and now I've recently started up this new company, Kinetic. And what Kinetic's all about is helping freight tech companies get their products into the world faster and with better adoption. Yeah, and and that's something that you and Ryan Schreiber, which is the other co-founder of Kinetic. Uh, started recently. You're both former attorneys, which uh, which is was. It's always surprising to, to hear that. You know, we have two former attorneys that started brokering freight. How does that even happen? Gosh, you know, it's <laughs> it's a it's an interesting story. So Ryan is actually a good buddy of mine. He's the guy who who got me into freight. Actually, he hired me at my first brokerage job. So I have him to thank or blame really for yeah. for the past ten years of my life here, and. We both kind of fell into freight because we got out of law school at a time where like jobs were just few and far between in 2008 when I graduated. So like his story is a little bit different than mine, but I was able to practice for a little bit. And just for me, it just wasn't for me. I sat there in my office kind of staring at the wall, filling out my paperwork, not really talking to anybody all day. And although I found like reasonable success at it, I just... It wasn't for me. I couldn't see myself spending the next 30 years of my life doing it. So I made a pretty big transition to a career in sales and long story short, fell into freight by having Ryan hire me at my first brokerage job. And we've become good friends over the years. And he's 
uh, he's a great guy and now kind of acts more in an advisory capacity at Kinetic while working full-time at Carrier Direct still. Yeah, I, I kind of fell in that same, I, I guess, trap as well. I, I got into freight after I completed my, my MBA at OU and it was a really challenging job environment. And I went out and the, the first role I, I landed was a freight broker. So I, I started moving freight and uh, never know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it, it's been good to me. So I, I still enjoy talking about it and, and I don't know about doing it, but I still enjoy talking about it quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's a fascinating industry and, for me, initially, I was kind of, I was roped in by the day trading aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm. Everything was yep. instant gratification. Everything is moving fast. It, it need, everything needs an immediate response. And it was so different from my background that I just had a blast doing it. And from there, I kind of found out how, like, how varied the industry really is, and how many different facets there are to it, and all the different problems and everything that goes into transportation and from from there, I was hooked. I was too. I was too. Is is it works a lot like a financial market or financial markets, I should say, because each mode, each lane is a little bit different. You have liquid lanes, you have illiquid lanes, and it's fascinating. And that's what's really kept me interested all these years. Is it's a true about as true free market as you can get. Supply and demand, a lot of volatility. Uh, it's just exciting day in and day out. Yeah, it is. And unless you've done it, it's really hard to describe to people. Like my parents, and my wife still have no idea what I do. I mean, I've, I know. I've been doing it for 10 years. My wife probably <laughs> still has no idea. I shouldn't say it. She's downstairs. She'll get mad. Yeah, d- definitely. One of the things that, that we've both heard since we've been in the industry, and it's, it's one of those cliches almost these days, and that's what we're going to be talking about today, is that one screen solution. Can you explain kind of the the concept behind gearing toward and moving toward a one screen solution yeah so this and i guess kind of, I, but before I, I you know it goes into your linkedin post that, that you did a, a week or so ago and that's a perfect entryway and, and story into the one screen explanation yeah and so i put this post on linkedin the other day and it it relates a little bit to this one screen thing, which is kind of generalizing, but the gist of my post was how many windows, how many screens programs do you have open to book a truck? And in my experience and the experience of a lot of people, it's a lot, right? Like you've Mm -hmm. got your load board, you've got your TMS, you've got your pricing tools, you've got your carrier watch, carrier four and one, whatever you're using for compliance. I mean, it's just, there's so many different things going on. And it's important to be able to identify that as a problem because it, just, it doesn't drive efficiencies at all. It does the exact opposite, really. So the question I asked in my LinkedIn post was, so how many windows do you have open and what are you doing to fix this problem? And what surprised me was some of the responses I got because the responses were largely by a third monitor. And it's just, <laughs> it caught me off guard because that wasn't where I was going with the post. Though I under like, <laughs> though, though I get it, you know, I've, I've been in those shoes, right? Like I have all of these windows open. What am I going to do? Well, I'm going to buy a third monitor so I can see all this shit, right? I probably can't swear in the show, but here we are. That's okay. Um, and it just struck me as strange, but at the same time, understandable, right? Like this is how the industry approaches a lot of things, you know, 
And I don't want to seem critical of people in transportation because that's not it at all, right? It's more a mentality of, well, here's what I'm working with. Here's what I've got. How am I going to make it work? And that third monitor, that's how I make it work. As opposed to a mentality of, okay, here's what I've got. This way sucks. Let's find a better way, right? And the better way is consolidating some of this stuff, right? And really driving efficiencies within your organization. Yeah, and I, I think it's something that is certainly freight, you know, I, yeah, you do. You have five or six applications open plus your TMS or including your TMS. And you're trying to book loads, you're trying to price things out, you're trying to find capacity. And you have eight different logins on eight different tabs. And, and we, we can say it in freight day in, day out. Uh, you know, I was having problems hitting record on, on both my applications here because I have so many tabs open and, and mm-hmm. two, two Google, you know, two, two Google Chromes open, I think, and Microsoft Internet Explorer as, as well. So, uh, you know, and, and I'm not booking any loads. And I, I think you do find that in a lot of industries. Everyone wants that one screen solution. But to have all the players integrate with one another and customizable for your company's operations is a, a bit of a Herculean task as well, right? Yeah, it is. And like, I'm not saying that a, that it's necessarily feasible to have everything in one window, right? But it's, it's something to strive for, isn't it? It minimize is. Some of, like, minimize some of those extra tasks, ex- extra windows, and streamline your processes as much as you can. It, it is. It's a, a really good goal and something that, that I struggle with, uh, you know, with carrier lists as well. You know, I, I've lost cells because, you know, simply for the, for the reason that no one wants to, to go to yet another website and log in and, and go through, I don't know, six, seven clicks and entering text to go find data on carriers. It's just too much because there's so much, so many other windows and applications open, uh, it's just draining to to have to do it yet one more time. Yeah, it it definitely is, Kevin. And one of the things that we tell some of our customers is that like you want your technology, your program, to really slot into existing workflows, right? If you're creating extra work for a seat level user to use your product, what are the odds they're actually going to do it? Yeah, probably pretty low. It, it is pretty low. And, you know, and, and some of that has to do with a lot of those seats are filled by entry level personnel who might not be, well, let's say, totally engaged in their job. Would that be fair to fair to assume on some large percentage basis? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely an element of that. I mean, I think. I think some of that goes to the the training they receive and the customer success element of it, but that's like, that's a whole different rabbit hole that we can go down at a different yeah. time because like training in this industry, in general, is something that needs some work. Throw in training on specific tech products, and again, like that's that's a conversation in and of itself. Yeah, that, that really, that's a three-hour conversation that is definitely in of itself. I think Ryan Schreiber and I have had those three-hour conversations over dinner before on on exclusively training. Uh, but like your LinkedIn post, it, it, yeah, yeah. Your LinkedIn post also highlights a, another 
key point as well is, you know, you know, when you come down to freight tech companies and, and the freight brokers and, and freight salespeople that they sell to, oftentimes, you know, freight brokers don't actually know that they don't realize what problems they have. And, and that's, that that is part of that, you know, I'll just go buy a third monitor, right? I, I'll solve this mm-hmm. right now. But it doesn't really long term doesn't really ease that pain. It just means that you can have even more tabs open without toggling screens, and that's not too much of a solution in the long term, right? No, it's not. And one of like, one of our kind of overarching goals at Kinetic is to educate the industry on some of these problems and the solutions that are available. Uh, it, it sounds kind of hoity-toity saying it out loud now, but but. Like that really was one of our goals for doing it, right? Because we talked to some of these tech companies and some of our customers and we asked the question of, well, do your customers know that they have a problem? Like the problem that you guys fix, do, you, do, do your customers know that they even have it? And a lot of times the answer is no, right? And that's a problem. Like, so we're doing our best to really elevate the level of knowledge and help educate the industry on what some of these issues are. There's one issue out there that I, I keep running into, I think everyone does, and it's specifically for a lot of freight tech companies out there who, you know, you go through their website, you, you, you go through maybe a conversation or two, and you're still kind of unsure of what they really do. And that's because they're, they're, they're fascinated, they're, they're engineers, they're tech people, I understand you know, middleware and APIs and and all the technical terms is, is what they do. It's what they engineer to solve a problem, but they never, I won't say they never do, but it, it's hard getting to that root of them explaining that, that, that problem. I think that hinders a lot of freight tech companies in going out there and increasing their sales. Yeah, the, the marketing and the sales process itself is definitely an area where a lot of freight tech companies struggle. And I, I recently did a podcast with Joe Lynch touching mm-hmm. on a lot of those issues. So I guess feel free to check that one out if you have free time, free time, but along those lines, yeah, I completely agree with you. There's a tendency for tech companies when they do, when they sell their products to really focus on what's important to them rather than what's important to their prospects, their consumers, Right. And that's who you need to be focusing on. I mean, that's universal across sales, right? You need to know what's important to your customers and you need to focus on that. No matter how oh, go ahead. Um, oh, no matter how cool a technology is that you're putting in front of people, you have to find a way to relate it to their day-to-day operations. And I think that's why it's important to talk about the one-screen solution, right? And that third monitor problem, right? Because that's, that's the solution that, that freight brokers often go to. I'll just buy another monitor. But the, the real core problem that I think freight tech companies need to talk about more and gear it towards, you know, how to, to alleviate that problem specifically is driving toward a one screen solution. I think if that's the, the core of your pitch, in a lot of ways, you'll get further than uh, the, the technical jargon or because talking to an operations manager or a carrier sales manager or the director of sales uh, at a freight broker is much different conversation than with their IT department. But you, you're not going to have that IT department uh, conversation really until you get buy-in from those those operators on the floor. Yeah, I think that's 
tailoring your pitch to different people within an organization is a really important point, I think. And like you said it well, if you're pitching to the CTO, by all means, use as much tech lingo as you can, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're pitching to the operation manager, it's a different conversation because different things are important to them. Yes. And it's a different conversation, but you have to have that Mm buy-in. You can have the buy-in from the CTO all you want. But if you don't have buy-in from the people who are actually going to use this, whatever application you're selling day in and day out, uh, it's really all for naught. Yeah. Getting that buy-in and developing that throughout an organization Again, we can have a three hour long conversation about training and change management because it's such a huge topic. Mm -hmm. It it is. It's such a huge topic. And uh, I I, I won't even get into it. I kind of want to, to, but but I will uh, avoid uh, getting into the whole whole training mess uh, that that you do find in in the freight industry just because it is a very complicated. We were talking about it earlier. You know, it's like financial markets and it it is really complex and, and complicated. Uh, it's not something that it, it was the hardest industry that I've ever been in to, to, to learn from the ground up. And I, I think you, you still find that uh, today. Um, but, but, you know, going back to the one screen solution, third monitor, uh, what are some of your, your, your final thoughts or, or closing, closing thoughts that you'd like uh, everyone to know about out there? Yeah. So when it comes to selling tech products, Really, it's about making sure that your consumers understand the, the problems they have and the role that your product plays in fixing that problem on a day-to-day level, right? There are a lot of ways to kind of get clouded in um, various extraneous details. I mean, you, you said yourself about how complicated the industry, and it's very easy to bury the lead. Don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. Lead with how it's going to impact their day-to-day. Make it personal, create that connection with people. Like if you have industry experience, that's great. That's awesome. Use that and make sure you're able to convey to people how it's going to impact their day-to-day life. I, I agree with that totally. I, I think that's that's a key point. I think on the messaging side, especially on the website side or those marketing materials, uh, you know, don't get trapped in the the, the investor versus the, the, the customer type of language. And the technical jargon, uh, you know, I, I've read many marketing books and and the more simpler than language it is, the, the easier it is to comprehend and understand for, for everyone. Newspapers are written on a seventh grade level for, for a reason, right? It's mm-hmm. to, to get mass market appeal um, and, and the widest audience that, that you can. So if, if you talk in a very simple language, very easy to understand and really describe the, the problem freight brokers are, are facing and what your technology or application can can help with. Uh, I, I think it it, it is um, it, it'll win over so much more sales and really fill up the pipeline much better than what I see out in the marketplace today. Yeah, and in your in your demos, don't forget that it's sales, right? Mm-hmm. You have you have to make it personal. You have to create a connection with people. I was I was talking to someone this morning actually, who had just done a demo of their product, and I've probably talked to this guy three or four times over the past month. And just today, he tells me that his dad used to have a traveling carnival, and the way that he got into freight was driving trucks 
delivering carnival machinery around the country for his dad's carnival. And I'm like, how on earth is this just now coming out after I've talked to you for mm-hmm. like four times? Like, use that to connect with people. It's an amazing story. I loved every second of it. Yeah, it's something Jenna and I talk about all the time on our, our shows and things is that you can come up and, and pitch your product, right? No one's going to remember that. No one's going to mm-hmm. remember what you said. People are, are really going to remember great stories that are oftentimes not about the product at all because it's an entry level into people finding out more about you and what you're doing and, and what you're selling. So, uh, you know, and that goes with demos and marketing is to have that human le- element to it mm-hmm. uh, because people buy on, on the why, right? That they don't really buy based on logic that they, that they always buy based on emotion and then you go back in and try to rationalize that that purchase using logic. That's the reason why pounding on on and on about ROI, uh, even though it might be a fantastical ROI and a guaranteed ROI, very rarely really helps you after after the second time you point out the ROI. It's all about emotion and feel and comfort level. Yeah, exactly. And like if you have the transportation experience to tell relatable stories about how your product is going to, is going to impact people. I mean, rather than going on and on about the features, I mean, like we understand the features after one go through, right. Mm-hmm. Like use that experience to add color to those demos and the, and, and your sales, right. People are going to be much more excited about your product. If you tell about the time that, I don't know, you had a truck going from point A to point B that you couldn't find a truck, but lo and behold, like, had you had this solution, you would have been able to do this, that, and the other thing. It's just, it makes it a more relatable experience. I mean, yeah, I have a pers- yeah, go ahead. Oh, like, personally, I would much rather sit through a 30-minute demo with some color than a 15-minute demo that's just dry, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's going to have a much better impact on me. Yeah, you, you're going to be, re- you, you are going to remember that demo because of the, 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 the storytelling, whether, whether the storytelling is about the product and what it can do or personal stories, people just remember the narrative much, much better than features. People aren't going to aren't going to remember 20 features. They're usually sitting down having that demo to talk about one or two features at most anyway. So w- once you dive down into the 15th feature, you're, you're killing yourself anyway. Because no one's going to remember it. They really probably don't have any interest in that feature. That You're going to sell them on, on what they want. And usually that's one or two benefits of those features. But there's no, no sense in, in going too in-depth, especially on those first demos. Yeah, there's another sales phrase of selling people, selling people what they want, not what they need. Which is yeah. an interesting thing to think about. It is. It is. And it, it kind of all wraps up into that, that one screen solution. And, and leading with that, I think, is a, a winning winning strategy, especially if, if you're trying to, to figure out uh, what problems to, to, to solve or what to really go after on your marketing message. Uh, you know, if, if, if you can't really pick that out, falling back on that one screen solution, it, I think is a, a good strategy to work your way in on, on getting more benefits out there. Yeah, any anything to drive efficiencies within an organization. That's the name of the game right now with like tightening tightening margins, tight capacity. You you have to be able to make things as efficient as possible. 
Yes. And uh, efficiencies, uh, I know the name of the game over at Kinetic with uh, with you and Ryan Schreiber. How, do, uh, how does our audience reach out and contact you and learn more about the solutions that you guys provide? Yeah. So feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. 